My name's Steve and I love people who make things. We are a nation of inventive, inspiring makers. This room alone will produce 100,000 items uh, a year. But yeah, it used to be full of cows. <laughs> and this show is about celebrating the skills and craft on our doorstep. Because if we don't champion them, we risk losing them. One of the biggest challenges we have here is our ageing workforce. Join me as we hear the stories from behind the factory doors. My poor son, he jokes about it now. You used to make me sleep in a suitcase. We never argue. Sure, we have a bit of a... Yeah, we have tense <laughs> moments. Together, let's make more makers. Welcome to the factory next door and welcome to rural Somerset. I've just been winding my way down a country road, crested a hill and before me a beautiful farm house and outbuildings and I've pulled over for a cup of tea. I have been invited I promise. Whilst I have that cup of tea I'm going to pay particular attention to the mug it's served in because on this week's episode we are celebrating a true icon of British design. It is Cornish Ware Pottery, and you might not know the name, but you will most definitely know the design. It is three blue stripes with white in between. You get it on mugs, teapots, bowls, plates. It is much copied, but I've come to the original home of it. Now, whilst I think about how to diplomatically raise the issue of it being called Cornish Ware, and I'm stood in Somerset, have a listen to what's coming up in this week's show. Dad said, well, why don't we bring Cornishware back here? And at the time, everyone was like, what? <laughs> That's a crazy idea. You're mad. Why do we care that things are made by hands? We had some children in the other day, and the little boy said, that looks like magic. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of magic. It is magic. <laughs> Our turnover of staff is tiny. Uh, we had one person leave last year because they retired. Surely there must be, must be moments where you're like, this is deeply, deeply frustrating. It's a complete nightmare. <laughs> At the beginning, we were all like, why have we done this? Hello, my name is uh, Rebecca. Uh, I am marketing director here at Cornishware, family-run business, and my dad runs it. We're just outside the pottery, so yeah, here we go. I cannot wait, although I've got to say, there's just a couple of boxes here of huge boxes of broken pottery. Is someone really bad inside at dropping them? What's this? So this will be, uh, there's be a slight chip in it. So that it's a health and safety uh, issue. So we can't sell it. However, I'm actually talking to this artist at the moment who also works in a nursing home in Cornwall. And she wants to bash up the ceramics, all the different colors and make an amazing mosaic in the nursing home in Cornwall. So we're just emailing at the moment. And I think it'd be a really lovely idea um, to kind of reuse the ceramics. Oh, that's a great idea. If that if that comes off, will you send us a photo? I will. I and will. I can share it. <laughs> oh, big, lovely door there. Into a. Is this an old barn? This is actually this is a whole dairy farm. It used to be a dairy farm. This room was actually the milking parlour. <laughs> so and then now in this room alone, we'll produce a hundred thousand items uh, a year in this room. But yeah, it used to be full of cows. <laughs> Feels like you should make milk jugs here. We do, and we have them four different sizes. So yeah, uh, there we go. still keeping on to the theme. <laughs> if you look at the Cornishware mug, we've got three blue stripes and two white stripes. However, this is a handmade item, so there's no machines here. The quickest way we can do it handmade is if we paint the wax onto where we want to keep it white. So you can see Helen there is painting on where we want to keep it white. So eventually in 24, 48 hours, once it's dried, this will be dipped into a bucket of paint 
and the paint will absorb where the wax hasn't been painted on, if you get what I'm saying. And that's, I, th I think I do. So I yeah, think I do. You can see Helen there. So the wax will literally go on the handle and on the two white stripes where we want to keep the mug white. So where you want to keep the mug white, you paint on the wax. Yes. And then you dip it in blue completely. Into, yeah. And then these bits, so this very porous, this bit, this will absorb the paint colour. How long has your family had Cornish wine? So, so the story is, so the business went into administration in 2008 and my dad and two other Cornish wine enthusiasts bought the business. Cornish wine has really kind of pulled on his heartstrings and has become a total family Thing. And I feel like Cornish, Cornish Ware is the kind of sixth child <laughs> is a huge part of our family. Um, so that and I think dad didn't want to see a brand like Cornish Ware go because that would have been the end of it. Um, so that's kind of the history and why I think it, it means more. Everyone's like, oh, it's not just a mug. I'm like, yeah, it, it means so much more than just a random teapot, a random storage jar. Um, yeah. The business is actually relatively, it's a small business. However, the brand is huge and it's its bigger than the business. So people might not know the name Cornishware, but they'll know the striped mug. The waxing method is, it's really, really difficult. I've had a go myself. My lines were very wobbly, um, but these guys here are complete pros. Um, it will take them about a thousand mugs to get to a good standard of training. A thousand mugs to get to a good standard yeah, of training. So it's not recruitment is like a really big part of this business. It's not like um, you can just hire someone that's done this before. There's about three to four months training before um, they can get to a good standard. We've, um, we, sorry, we've got a bit of um, bit of noise. Is that part of the process, yeah, so or is that just a vacuum cleaner? No, no, that's a Hoover. So dust is our enemy here. <laughs> so every item has to be hoovered, so no dust. If there's a bit of dust and it goes into the glaze, it'll be a ruined mug. Helen's making this look super easy. I suspect it is not super easy. It's really, it, it's difficult. You're also controlling the wheel. Um, it's not electric, so that's another. So your brain is doing lots of different things. Um, and also it's got to be completely straight because when the mug does get dipped into uh, the bucket of paint, any slight wobble in that wax, it will show. It looks so lovely and peaceful. And sometimes I get really jealous. I'm like, I love to put on like a nice audio book or a podcast. And that actually, when you try doing it, I need to remember how to breathe. So. I, I, I can recommend you a podcast to listen yeah. to, Helen. <laughs> yeah. People want handmade British items again. People don't want something made overseas that it costs about 75p. And people don't want that because there's no love in it. And people want a story behind a mug or a plate and... So there is definitely a resurgence on craft, handmade skills. And I think we've, we're, we're, we're in it. We're in that wave of it's really, really coming back. The reason why it had to go overseas is because, um, so the business went into administration in 2008. And at that time, uh, it was very difficult for uh, places, kind of ceramic capitals like Stoke, to take on a small business like Cornishware. It, it just wouldn't happen. So Stoke-on-Trent used to be, in its heyday, it had 90,000 workers working in uh, ceramics. Today, there's 3,000. So it's a real change. Most ceramic companies went overseas in that time. We moved here as a family. That's when the idea, thinking, okay, it's time to bring it. Cornishware is doing it okay now. It's time to bring it back where it belongs. This has not been overnight. This has been 10 years or kind of blood, sweat and tears in a positive way. Um, so it's it's not an overnight thing, bringing something back from overseas. We're still We're still learning. I have the pleasure for this podcast I'm going around and, and chatting to lots of inspiring creative makers across the across the country and, and I'm very aware that actually 
At the moment, there seems this real sense of, oh, you know, kind of perhaps we've hit the bottom in terms of, of kind of the decline in manufacturing. And there is this growing appreciation. But then equally, I'm like, oh, is there just is, it, is there a slight echo chamber here in that I'm just kind of hearing it from everyone within that group? But actually, it doesn't go beyond that. Are we convinced it does go beyond it? There is a sense of a growing appreciation for creating things here and the kind of the value that can be delivered by making something in our own country. Definitely, because if you see where Cornishware is now, where 80% of our range is now made on site, what I've just shown you, with our marketing, when we show people that, people want to buy into this. They they want to support this. They kind of vote with their money. They want this. Um, so, I, I yeah, people... It definitely shows that it's not just a kind of fad thing for five years. People, people are this. I, I hope this is really going to stick around where people want something made by another human, not a machine. <laughs> we actually worked out the other day, it's 25 pairs of hands going to make one item here. So, yeah, and a lot of we did the Royal Cornwall show last year and we brought down like all our wheels and everything just to show the public this is what we do. And so many people said, oh, it's nice you've done this, but obviously it's all machines back at home. We were like, no, it's not. There's 25 pairs of hands and all this. So um, I think when people find out, oh, this is actually quite a lot of work has gone into this one mug, I think they really appreciate it when they have their, their cup of tea. They understand. <laughs> do you find it slightly Oh, I don't know, is depressing the right word? That The default view these yeah. days is that, oh, well, it will have been made by, it will have yeah. been made by a machine. That's, that's the normality now, is machine-made. Um, and I think we're bucking the trend by going handmade, and people are interested by that. People want to come here and have a look. Every Friday, we have pottery tours, and we're fully booked till May, and people want this. They want to see the craft, the local employment, and... And the skill behind it all. It's not just a massive machine kind of carving out mugs. Why do we care that things are made by hands? Because we're human. I think if something's made by another human, we appreciate it more. I think it's on our instinct. Rather, if it's machine made, well, there's no... We're not going to... If we break that mug, that is machine... Are we really going to cry about... No, we're not. We're thinking, oh, I'll just get another 70p mug from wherever. But if, if I broke my corner mug, I'd be really upset. So, I, you know, human skill has gone into it so I think you appreciate it more I think that's that's how I feel <laughs> I want to talk about the design because mm-hmm. the design you know the stripes mm-hmm. blue white stripes obviously it does other other you do other colors but mm. classic is the is the blue white stripes and um I mean on the surface it looks quite simple mm-hmm. I know the process <laughs> yeah. it is not anything but but on the surface it's quite simple so um you know, let's be honest, it gets ripped off a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. <laughs> um, do you find that, um, is that kind of flattery or is it just irritating? Um, the thing is about stripes, it's stripes I don't think will ever go out of fashion. In the 1920s, it was fashionable. We're 2024 now, people wear stripy tops, I do. <laughs> the stripy mugs, it's floral ditzy designs go in and out of fashion and i think the bold stripes they, they stay so i think that's why people people like it but when when if a retailer or a brand does copy the stripes exactly like the the three hoops that we do it, it people who don't know corner you can absolutely spot it's not real cornishware the color will be off the thickness and normally it's um a decal that's been placed on there's no paint it's it's all machine done 
um, and it'd be a decal which stops kind of at the handle. So you really know it's not a corner shred. The ridges won't be there because it wouldn't have been casted in that plaster Paris mold. It would have been a very simple mold. Um, so yeah, it does happen. I, I think as a bit of flattery, sometimes it can be a bit annoying when you see how hard kind of we work really hard here to create this lovely mug and then you see one for one pound 20 and you're like oh my goodness how are they doing how how does it work um so I think there's a bit of both in there there's flattery and it sometimes can get a bit annoying but I think you've got to you've got to take it as flattery people love the design and yeah, I think we'll take it as flattery. <laughs> okay, so you, you don't let the rage build up no. when you see a one pound twenty. I mean, a little bit. You just fake mug you think, with How dodgy is that even happening? stripes from it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes it's it's too close. We've had some brands nearly copy the same like name and what it's called as well. So sometimes um, it's a bit. That's when it gets a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, but you range by Cornish bear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had, we, yeah. You'd be surprised at what we've had. Um, so. We try, try to be positive and take it as flattery. <laughs> Hi, if you're enjoying the show and want to support our makers and manufacturers, please hit the subscribe or follow button. If you're listening on Apple, hit the stars and rate the show. It takes a small moment but makes a big difference. Thanks. Right, back to the chat. Yeah, so I'll take you through this bit. So the clay at the moment well, comes from St. Austell in Cornwall. Hence Cornishware. I was going to I ask that obvious history, question, yeah. but I was going to wait for a little bit before I said, "Why is it called Cornishware?" And we're in Somerset. So yeah, I'll, I'll give you the kind of the the, the long slash short short story. So um, Cornishware has never actually been made in Cornwall, and it's 101 year history, never happened. So the story is that uh, in uh, Derbyshire, where Cornishware used to be made. Um, they had this thing called Potter's Fortnight. Every July for two weeks, everything shuts down. All the pottery workers would all holiday together. So they'd jump on the empty clay trains, go down to Cornwall. And a guy called Fred Parker in the 1920s was so, had never been to Cornwall, was so inspired, went back up north and designed this. So the, the stripes are from the white crested waves and the blue skies of Cornwall. So that is, that's the myth, that's the legend, the story, that how the blue and white stripes even came about. Inspired by Cornwall. Yeah not made in Cornwall. No. Um, so uh, these mugs here are waiting to be dipped in that green bucket of paint. There's a little light that goes over the paint and a little foot pedal there. So Juliana will click that and the light is the timer. And the reason why we have the timer is each paint has a different amount of time. And if we go two seconds over the time, it will be a ruined mug. So Juliana uh, is popping two mugs in the paint and she's got to make sure the paint doesn't go right in the mug. I was just seeing that. And as, yeah. actually, as Juliana was putting it in, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. I could easily see how yeah. you could yeah. just ruin this by yeah. I've done it a before. fraction <laughs> too deep and all the paint goes into the, into the, the mug. So add a green there. That was fairly quick. I think, I can't remember, how many seconds is it? 10 seconds. But our, isn't it the Blackberry is like 17 seconds? But if we do... Blackberry is so slow. <laughs> So slow, blackberries. Black is three seconds. But if we did a Cornish black in 17 seconds, the mug would be awful. It wouldn't work. So, and we've had to, that's why the whiteboard's there with all the seconds, all the, we, and we've had to work this all out from scratch. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So the, so the mugs with the wax on the handles and the yeah. two middle stripes get dropped into a, a bucket of colour. Yeah. I say dropped, actually very carefully <laughs> yeah. handled yeah. by Juliana into the coloured pot. Yeah. 
it goes to the, the water goes to the very, very yeah. tip, the very, very top of the mug. And then you count a few seconds, a very specific set of seconds, depending on the color. And then you whisk it out and yeah. you can see the white stripes on the white handle yeah, and everything. It just yeah. hasn't absorbed the, the color. We had some children in the other day and the little boy said, that looks like magic. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of magic. It is magic. Um, I'm going to ask a question which I know people always kind of slightly go, oh, no, not that <laughs> question, because um, uh, generally we're all very, um, uh, very modest. But, you know, kind of you look at what your family has achieved. What are you what are you most proud of? Well, but I think it's the people, I would say. If dad was here now sitting with me, I'd say it's the people who we work with every day are just the most lovely bunch of people and everyone's so proud to have their jobs there. Everyone generally really enjoys it. Our turnover of staff is tiny. Uh, we had one person leave last year because they retired. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like really people don't go. Um, so I, I think it's the people we've employed and the skills that we've managed to create ourselves. Like the waxing and the beeswax technique, that was a new technique that dad thought about. Um, so it's, it's the skills, it's the people. And also I think if dad was sitting here, I think he'd, he would be really happy that he's kind of saved the, he would never say it cause he's really modest, but I'll say it for him. Um, yeah, I, he's, he's saved a business from going down and this, uh, we wouldn't have corner shot on our shelves. Um, if I, he didn't take that big risk, I think it's down to that. He would never say that. He's probably going to cringe that I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> um, but your daughter's right. Uh, it's very, very impressive and absolutely something to be proud of. Uh, what next? Good question. Okay, so casting unit. That's mm -hmm. the thing. That is like number one on the list. Um, get that going. That's going to take the first six months of that going. There are going to be mistakes, but there's going to be, again, we're going to start that learning process we did when Cornishwell first came here. It's testing out the seconds of pain. It's going to be the same again. So that's actually quite a fun bit. Still got the old doors from when it was, um, yeah, a farm. So it's nice. It's been, we've kind of, well, Dad's rescued the business, but we've also felt like we've rescued the buildings here as well. There's kind of been two projects going on. It's nice that we're not on like a big industrial unit. We're on this lovely old farm barn and it's beautiful um so, so did you buy the farm with the intention of so turning it into dad, a production um, I, I, factory yes, i think so before um dad we bought the house when i was um i was a teenager at the time i think i was about 15 14 and my parents bought the place and with an idea of oh, what should we do what should we do with the buildings and then at i think within that same kind of time dad said well why don't we bring Cornish wear back here and at the time everyone was like what <laughs> that's a crazy idea you're mad <laughs> yeah um but actually dad was right and it, it's worked out so yeah watch your step here right so this uh yeah this is the glazing barn watch your step lovely big <laughs> oak door there glazing is basically what makes Cornishware shiny, dishwasher proof, washable and usable basically. So the glaze is that kind of pinky white, can you see on that storage chart, it's like this substance which is pink white, looks like calamine lotion I always think. Um, so what Peter, we can go a bit closer if you want, I'll show you exactly what this is doing. So this 
So he is uh, glazing uh, a large Betty teapot there. Um, so he will dip it into this massive kind of bucket of glaze uh, by hand again. Um, and then he'll lift it up. He has to count <laughs> seconds again. It's very similar to the dipping. And can you see, because it's so porous, how quickly it will dry? Um, so, so my grandma was called Betty and she would definitely oh. have had a big old teapot like that oh, serving nice. tea. I, I'm interested because, you know, kind of they're coming out of the glazing pot yeah. pink and I see yeah. no stripes on them. But that completely covers all the paint. So when it's glazed, we have no idea what colour there is underneath. Fired at a really high temperature, that will turn shiny and it will go see through. Very naively, I kind of imagined you getting a white mug, yeah. painting on three blue stripes yeah. and going, there we go, charge, uh, yeah. charge it up, <laughs> ship it out. Yeah, no. And um, it's, it's not that at all. It's so no. much more complicated than that in a beautiful way. Yeah, and it's actually got a second firing. If you think about how many, so it's had the first firing from the casting when it's casted, then it's had the second firing for the paint to kind of bond onto the clay, then the third firing is for the glaze. So that's three lots of firing. Probably at that point, there's about 20, 21 hands that have gone through it without the personalization and all that. So you can kind of understand the whole process and actually it's not just a mug. <laughs> so much more than a mug. I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it. <laughs> I'm going to ask it anyway. And that's, you know, kind of on the show, we talk a lot about kind of oh, chasing perfection, trying to be mm. the, the best at producing this one thing. And, you know, kind of certainly as we look around, you know, kind of it, it, it astonishes me the lengths mm. that, uh, you know, kind of Cornishware are going to and, you know, kind of your team are going to to achieve that precise mm. look. It, you know, kind of, and now you're talking about kind of opening up the new section and mm -hmm. there's going to be loads of testing there. Mm. When you're talking about that, you're bursting with excitement. <laughs> but surely there must be must be moments where you're like, this is deeply, deeply frustrating. Oh, completely. We've 100% had those days where... Um, Gosh, we had it when we were testing baubles. Obviously, having something round in a kiln is a nightmare. It's a complete nightmare. <laughs> At the beginning, we were all like, why have we done this? Um, we put the uh, baubles on the wrong metal hooks in the kiln and at a high temperature, that metal's going to bend. So we opened the kiln and everything was just ruined. There are awful days like that, but you have to learn. We need those days to learn. If we don't have those days, then we absolutely need those horrible days where you just look at that kiln load thinking... The amount of hours of work that has gone into all those baubles or whatever it is we're doing, definitely, you've got to have those days, definitely. Um, but then it's nice working with family because you kind of go through it together because you know, obviously, your family so well. It, I can't imagine going through it with, well, if it's not your family, because you can really just share that, oh my God, I can't believe that you go home and talk about it over supper. And so I think it's so important to have those days. You've got to have them because how are you going to, Without saying sounding a bit cringe, you're not how you're going to grow and get better, um, especially in the ceramics world, definitely. Do you not have family arguments? Um, Dad and I work quite well. We work very well. To, it, it just works. Um, then I'm trying to think of like any time we've disagreed. We might disagree on, oh, what colour should we do next for the 15 ounces, this new mug? And I'd be like, well, pink. I, we've got to have a pink and dad's like black I'm like mm, I think pink that would be the only but it's all very healthy and not um no no arguments yet that I can think of no yeah 
not yet. We'll have you know discussions about what we should do, but there's been no no massive arguments. Let's hope there's, <laughs> let's hope there's no arguments coming off yeah. listening to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How can you say that? Yeah. <laughs> I because it hasn't been in our family for that long, really. There's the sense of because it did into administration, it's had bad times. There's a real sense to make this right and make it work. And there's a real drive for that. And it's literally, it's at home. It's part of the family. So it's got to work. It's, there is kind of, and I think when it's in your family so much, um, you care so much more. I met my old jobs and things. I loved my old jobs, but it was very much like a nine to five and you go home and you don't think about it. Um, but I think because it's the family, there is a lot of drive, a lot of motivation um, to get it completely right. It's literally at home. Like we're sitting in the kitchen here and I can see the, the the glazing barn so selling something or talking about something you don't really like it's really obvious <laughs> um yeah the, the sixth child the golden child <laughs> yeah the stripy child yeah, yeah <laughs> i like this room because last year all the members of staff we all signed a corner share plate and we put it in that wall there and then we said the year is 2023 and we put all our names and we we said about a bit about corner share so it's in that wall that really thick wall um, there is oh, oh sorry I thought you were just kind of hanging on the wall no, no you've put it into the, you've yeah. built it into that yeah, wall yeah we have yeah <laughs> so um, that, I always like this room even though there's nothing production-y going on here I always like because I know uh, our plates are in, <laughs> in a thousand years yeah hopefully someone's going to yeah, be digging yeah. around and they're going to pull out that yeah. and they'll be like what an amazing plate <laughs> it's just a shame someone squirreled yeah, all yeah, over yeah, it yeah yeah exactly do you ever say to your dad well done, you did all right there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, De- yeah, um, definitely. He, he yeah, I, I hope he knows how much he's done a really, really super incredible job. The lovely moment of having customers every Friday morning. Gosh, you guys, you do quite a lot here. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, we do, don't we? But it kind of feels normal. Like, yeah, we actually, there's a lot of stripes to paint and all of this. And actually, I'm like, yeah, we do do a lot. But it's so easy to forget, isn't it? When it's so your normal every day. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, as someone who it is not every day <laughs> and it is my first time, I can tell you. Um, and listeners, it is truly astonishing. Rebecca, thank you so much no, for showing no, me around. No, thank you. Thank you for coming around. It's been really nice to just have a have an hour and just talk about Cornish. It's been lovely. <laughs> I, I suspect you can talk much more than an hour about Cornish. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Welcome to my shed. Um, I guess we should call it the Shed of Greatness because this is where all the items come that we feature on the show. The Cornish mug is number seven on the list and that's going to sit just next to my Wallace Sewell scarf and um, my bottle of Cascale. Um, Hopefully we're going to fill this shed in 2024 with uh, lots of well, the very best of what we make. And along the way, you and I can hear plenty of stories. Uh, if you've got any ideas, actually, on what to feature in this shed of greatness, let me know. Drop me a line. Say hello on Instagram. Just search for The Factory Next Door. Uh, or if you're old-fashioned, um, email me, steve at thefactorynextdoor.com. My thanks again to Rebecca. Um, and thanks to you for letting me hang out with you for half an hour been very nice. Uh, I'm going to sit now and uh, 
just contemplate life in my shed. Thanks, bye.